Despite the times that we're living in, it's still really important that all of us have an attitude of gratitude. Now is the time for testimonies, but today we're just going to have one testimony and we're going to hear from Shreya, who's going to share what the Lord has done for her. Good evening and happy Sabbath, everyone. Um, I would like to thank God for his peace that passes all understanding. Um, a couple of days, um, ago I was facing some sort of anxiety, fear, um, I was really worried about my future and about my studies and everything and especially as GCSEs and are cancelled and it's been very stressful and I just poured my heart out to God and I told him how I felt and I asked him for a promise that he would show to me to assure me and um, he showed me John chapter 14 verses, verse 27, and it reads, Peace I leave with you, my peace I give to you, not as the world gives do I give to you. Let not your heart be troubled, neither let it be afraid. Um, and this verse really made me understand that God gives you that peace. When you're going through all these hard times, it, there's just this peace that passes all understanding. And I know that even though in these uncertain times, I know that I can count on God and that I can hold on to him. And no matter what happens, I know that he has a plan for my life and that he will lead me. Another verse God showed me um, was from Matthew chapter 6, verse 26. And it says, look at the birds of the air. They do not sow or reap or store any in barns, and yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not much more valuable than they? Can any one of you, by worrying, add a single hour to your life? And this verse taught me that we should, we should not worry about anything and that God will provide for all our needs. Um, are we not more valuable than the birds of the air? So I really learned that I should put my trust in God and even if I don't feel like I have the faith I can always go to God and we can always go to God and we can always ask him to help us and to teach us to trust in him and to have faith because we can't do anything of our own strength. Um, and I just want to encourage you all that if you all feel, and I know 
all of us are going to go through some sort of or have been through or are going through right now some sort of worry or anxiety and I just want to encourage you all that even if you feel like you can't trust God and even if you feel like you don't have faith you can just come to him as you are and ask him to help you have that faith and to help you trust in him thank you Thank you, Shreya, for sharing that beautiful testimony. I'm sure all of us can relate to that constant feeling of worry and anxiety, but it's so reassuring to know that there's a God who loves and cares for us. I now request um, Malungo to pray over the testimony that's just been shared. Let us pray. Um, our dear kind and loving Father, Lord, I thank you so much for being with us throughout the week. Lord, I thank you for allowing us to um, be here um, on this beautiful Sabbath day, Lord. I pray and thank you for Shreya's testimony, Lord. I know that so many of us have so many testimonies of how you've blessed us just throughout the week, Lord. And I thank you for allowing her to share her story with us, Lord. I pray that... Um, going forward lord that more of us will be able to share and encourage one another lord i pray that uh, you'll be with us and know that we do thank you for our answered prayer and our continued daily blessings thank you for continuing to be with us through these hard times and that we are able to ch to do church online together lord um, I thank you for allowing us to still minister, Lord, as we know that not everybody has this opportunity i pray this in jesus name amen Amen. Now we're going to hear a special item from Chisha and Stephen, and Chisha's going to be singing a song entitled Carry You. Um, I know I've been in that situation many times, that when we face troublesome times, um, our natural human tendency is to run away from God or question him and wonder why we go through these um, situations. But it is important to remember that during these times, we don't need to worry because God will carry us through. I hope all of you will be blessed by the song.
Now is the time where we're going to listen to um, the sermon, and it's going to be delivered to us by one of our very own, Pastor Jefferson, and he really needs no introduction. But if I had to briefly describe uh, Jefferson, and uh, uh, sorry, Je- uh, Pastor Jefferson, um, I would say that he is a pastor by profession, but he's a humble servant of God by choice. Uh, just before he actually preaches, we have decided to do something slightly new. And it's um, a segment called Get to Know. And I know that because a lot of us are at home and due to quarantine and social isolation, that may have had an effect on some of our relationships. And so um, in order to um, look at people just below the surface level, we have decided to do a Q&A or a question and answer session and just to get to know some of our church members a little bit more. Um, so I have two questions for you today, Pastor Jefferson. First one is, what is your favorite hymn and why? Uh, my favorite hymn is my mom's favorite hymn, which is My Maker and My King. 
Uh, she always sings. And whenever she sings, it just makes me feel first few days. She was like, Mama, don't you have any other songs from the hymnal book? Like, is that only one? But eventually it turned out to be more uh, adaptive in certain situations that I was going through. And it was really my favorite. Yeah. Oh, thank you. And the next one is, what does your ideal Sabbath look like? Uh, rest. Simple rest. Um, nothing else. If you are a person who works um, like six days, as the Bible says, uh, if you're a student that you've been frying your brains out by reading books or you've been on the computer all the time um, for reading books, for looking for articles and writing dissertations and assignments, yes, you will look forward for Sabbath because that day you just turn off everything. You just relax your time with your family, share the testimony, you know. So that is what it's all about. Yeah. I see Ar 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 Arian is really excited about the Sabbath rest. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much for sharing that with us. The time is now yours. Yes. Um, I hope you all don't mind if I can stand and do the message that I have, if it's all right. Happy Sabbath, everyone. Um, I'm, I'm great to be back in Chelmsford, Seventh-day Adventist Church. And um, it, it's always exciting to come to the church. And today, I'm just going to put this in the gallery view. And those who are using the Zoom, you guys know, those who are on YouTube, may God bless you and stay there with your pajamas and cereal bowls or whatever you're having for dinner and you're sitting there watching it. Just sit there with your family. Don't argue with your husband and wives. Just sit there and just listen to what is the word. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm not, what do you call, a, a traditional pre preacher because I've been with my friends and I've seen uh, how the church works and how the Zoom meetings are. I was a YouTube, the church service, and I know what will happen in the houses. So uh, right now, I will just want to say um, God bless Sona, Sonia, Eva, Arian. Diraj uncle and Anil, and let's rest of you, may the Lord have mercy. Uh, because you turned off your cameras, I don't know what is happening. If you're, if, if you're worried about your looks, please don't worry about it. Because right now we're in pandemic. You may feel bad, but it's okay if you look back too. Because on every Sabbath, on the week, when there was no pandemic, you felt bad, but you didn't look bad. You know what I'm saying? So you, well, came to the church. So I'm asking you if you all can turn your cameras on so that I know that I'm looking at someone and I'm preaching. Wow. Thank you, Joel. Um, uh, if, if you don't know about Joel, look into his YouTube channel. He's got amazing stories to tell people, inspiring stories. Great man of God. As is that, uh, Audrey, Audrey, thank you. Michelle, great seeing you. Malungo, and who else? Who else is there? Just turn your cameras on so that I know that I'm who I'm talking to. And... I was praying, I said, God, what sort of sermon or message that I can share to my church? Because I come from this church. This church raised me. And I've been here as, as the time my dad was here. You know, just like many other young Adventists, young Adventists, when you ask them, why are you being Adventists? Simple bottom line in their heart, because my parents are Adventists. Until they come to have a personal encounter with Adventism, they will say, this is why I love Adventism. So, as uh, this church raised me and loved me, and I thank God for you. And while I was preparing for the sermon, I was thinking, I was asking myself, 
What is the message that we can share? Because you see, we are in pandemic. We thought 2020, by 2020, December, we thought that things is going to be all right. 2021 is going to be amazing, fantastic year. Man, is going to be absolute uh, change that we are going to come back to the church and start praising and worshiping God with our parents. Even if it's with limited seats, I'll be still going to the church. That's what our idea, but it didn't happen. And we are back in Zoom. And some of us felt, why should I come on Zoom? You know, I just be on YouTube. And you tell your friends, uh, you sent your, you know, every Sabbath you sent the link to the friends and they'll be like, hey, I'll be on YouTube watching over it. And you get, you ask them, hey, how's the sermon? Oh, it was a powerful sermon. Who did preach? I don't know. But the sermon was good. What's the point? I don't know, but the sermon spoke to me. You know, sometimes we faking it. And I was saying like, God, what sort of message that we can preach in times like this, that we cannot be fake Christians anymore. You know, uh, fake Christians is like, I have a form of godliness, but denying its power. And I was thinking, Lord, what can we do? And we having a conversation with some young people with different churches. And we said, uh, guys, what do you think about this uh, church that we having it? And what is it, Pastor? He said, Pastor, it's all good. And we love and we're coming over there. And there are three, four kind of people, Pastor, we just want to let you know. I said, what is it? They said, Pastor, there's one sort of group of people. They come, they're really worshiping God. And they come, they're using this pandemic time to build a relationship with God. But there is another one. They, they, turn, they, they, they just be on the chat, but they're having a business on Snapchat. They, they come, they will be on the Zoom and they're ready to listen to the sermon, they, they be there, but their mind is somewhere else. But pastor, it's a third group that I really want you to uh, understand about. These are the people, not just adults, but not just young people, also adults, who are going through trauma. And this trauma happens because of certain friends, of certain things they do. And not realizing, slowly, it is becoming a venomous seed in their heart, and it started to kill them. At first, they thought it was interesting, and it was exciting, and then they started to see that they're destroying themselves. And I just want you to know, Pastor Jeff, you have to talk about this. And I was praying, I said, God, what, what happens? Like, where do we actually come from this uh, problem? What, what sort of message that you have, God? Because I also struggle. There are some times that I come to this pandemic time, I try to build my relationship with God, but there are some times we are slowly go down because the relationship that we had as a church, we're not physically having it. And we're trying to mentally be stronger and stronger, and we are drained. Oh, what about these people? And dearie, this is a third kind of a people who are going through abusive time while in pandemic. They do something and they talk to someone. They have a friendship with someone, a relationship with someone. And these are the people who actually caught up with someone because of their desires. And now the desire is destroying them. And this is what I'm going to talk about today. And today my subject is, if you have a habit of taking notes with pen and paper on the phone, just take it down. Today's sermon, um, I just want to say this, young people will know what I'm talking about. Beware of snakes. Beware of snakes. 
is you know, young people, what a snake is all about. And others, if you don't know, these are the people who backstabs you. And this is what I'm going to talk about. All right, let's pray before we get into the word. Father in heaven, we come to that presence. This is your time, Lord. I'm asking you to speak to us today like never before. Lord, we cannot act as if everything is normal. Lord, there are big traumas and anxiety that we're going through every day. And help us, dear God, today to have a peace in Jesus Christ. Help us to have power because you have said, and the Bible says, for God has not given us the spirit of fear, but of power and love and sound mind. So Lord, I pray today, help us to be courageous and walk boldly in the name of Jesus, I pray, amen. Let's, let's turn our Bible to James chapter one. James chapter one. James chapter one, the Bible says, um, I'll read it to you. James chapter one, verse 14 onwards. Or let me read it from 13. The Bible says, let no one say when he's tempted, I'm tempted by God. For God cannot be tempted by evil, nor does he te himself tempt anyone. But each one is tempted when he's drawn away by his own desires and enticed. Then when desire has conceived, it gives its birth to sin. And sin, when it becomes full grown, brings forth death. I'm reading from a New King James Version. If you are having different translations, you know that the process happens in life that when you desire, when ungodly desire, there comes a time that desire will produce sin. And what happens? This, produce, this sin will produce a growth that will bring you to the death. And there's many of us times this desire we got to be careful with because this is what shapes us. You see, like when you have a desire for the word of God, the more you read, the character is being changed. And there is another desire, the more you try to be like somebody else and the desire to be in relationship with someone, try to have a uh, desire to be friendship with some people, eventually your way of thinking, theologian says, the worldview will start to change according to their perspective. And what happens is eventually you won't have control on yourself anymore. And the enemy will love to do this because the Bible says the devil has come down to you having a great rod because he knows he got a short time. And the devil's ultimate aim is to destroy our faith that we have in God. So what he happens is he sends some people, he sends certain character, he sends certain uh, uh, a lifestyle that makes us to lose the focus from walking with God and we eventually start walking with the world. When you read Spirit of Prophecy, there is an angel that says the reason why many people don't get ready for the soon coming of Jesus Christ is not because they don't know about the word, because they don't believe in the word anymore. There is one thing to know a person. There is another thing to believe in that person. There's one thing that I know that I know my dad. My dad is a pastor. My dad is a, he, he, he's a preacher. He's a Bible study giver. He, he's good. He's there. But there is another thing to know. Can I trust him? Can I understand him? When I go through some problems, can I able to just abide in him? Because he's my dad. I not only know who he is, I can understand him, how he operates when a problem comes. 
And we stuck up with certain people. And those people will change us. Young people, you know what I'm talking about. You go to uni and here comes the Friday evening party and the girls will be like, hey, go. Are you not coming? They're like, oh, you know, it's Sabbath. Uh, we don't say the Sabbath. We say, I got a family meeting, you know. I can't come. Go, you can have a family meeting on Sunday. Uh, but this is a very special family time. We are a bit shy to talk about the Sabbath. But what about men? They will come, Manzam comes like this. They'll be like, bro, are you coming for the party, bro? You know, we're chilling over there. They were like, no. Why? Because, uh. I got to be myself, man. I had a lot of this week. You know, I've been talking to some people. I don't know. I got to be in my room. I got to be in my dormitory. I got to be in there. But bro, it's, it's a good time. But sometimes we eventually start liking them and we started to change and walk according to the way. If you know certain young people in the uni, talk to them. They will tell you that sometimes other people will take control of you if you don't just pull back your desire of knowing what set of desires that you have with them. You see, these people are snakes. You know, I would say I've come to a stage, all people are God's children. I have no problem with it. But all God's children, not necessarily taking a step to accept themselves, they are God's children. There are many people say, you know, we read the Bible that God created us in the image of God, but not all of them wants to act like they are made in the image of God. Not all people wants to know what does it mean to be saved. Not all people want to know what does it mean to prepare their life for the second coming of Christ. And there's a difference between doing evangelism and there's a different and there's another difference, which is you walk with them to prepare the kingdom of heaven in you. By reading, by praying. And I want to talk about there is a man in the Bible, man, he caught up with a snake. When I say a snake, he caught up with a cobra. And I just want to share it with you today. Uh, go to Judges chapter uh, 16. Go to ju uh, Judges uh, chapter 16. And you will find out this man is none other than Samson. Samson was a strong man. Come on, guys. I don't know whether he was doing bench press and deadlift and squats. I don't know, but there's one thing that I know you can't mess with my brother because when he comes into the room, you're gone. You have, you have a fight with him, you're gone. Young people, you know what I'm talking about. If you have a beef with him, that's it, you're gone because his desire was not to do God's work. His desire, he was just like, you know, I'm a man. I walk and when I fight, I fight. But his calling was different. Read Judges chapter uh, let's turn our Bible to Judges chapter 13. Judges chapter 13, verse 5, the Bible, uh, 13, verse 5 says, For behold, you shall conceive and bear a son, and no razor shall come upon his head, for the child shall be Nazareth, which means a special child, sanctified child, which God from the womb, and he shall begin to deliver Israel out of the hand of Philistines. Now, guys, watch this now. Every single one, are called to be uh, uh, born with a calling. Everyone have a purpose in their life. And God actually, when he created you, he said, I'm not going to just create them. I'm not only going to name them. I'm not going to watch them, but I'm going to give a purpose for them because they are my child. When my child is born in this earth, they're being born with a calling and a purpose. You know, many times we young people and others, we get confused. We are like, okay, this is my calling. I'm going to be a football player. Right? That's a profession. 
that's a story. Uh, nah, Jeff, I'm going to be a rapper. Some some people came to me and said, Jefferson, I'm going to be a rapper. I was one of them too. I said, I'm going to be a rapper. I went to my dad. I said, dad, I'm going to be a rapper. That's, I believe that is my calling. And I was, a few years later, I thought to myself, that is a profession. That is a career. You change it. But purpose, however, it doesn't change. If you go to Ecclesiastes, the last text, the Bible says, here is the completion of everything. Here is the whole story. Let's turn our Bible to Ecclesiastes. Um, Ecclesiastes chapter 12, verse 13. The Bible says, let us hear the conclusion of the whole matter. Fear God. And keep his commandments, for this is man's all. This is New King James Version, but I want to go to New Living Translation or else New International Version. I know there are certain contradictions that people come up and say, you should not read this. But sometimes when you compare it with the original text, you will find out there are certain translations that gives the right interpretation. So here what the text says, that fear God and keep his commandments because for this is the ultimate uh, duty of a man that he born for. And what does the commandment say? God puts it into two beautiful words. The Ten Commandments is there, but the two beautiful words he says, love your God with all your heart, with all your mind, with all your soul, and love your neighbor as yourself. And here, Samson, he born to be a deliverer of Israel, not only to be glorifying God's name, but to be a blessing for the people. And Samson was born to be a deliverer. He got a purpose in his life. He got a calling in his life. He was special and he was significant in the eyes of God, in the eyes of the people. But guess what's happening in Judges chapter 16, just after two chapters. Let's turn our Bible to Judges chapter 16. The Bible says, after what had happened, he loved the woman in the valley of Sorek, whose name was Delilah, and the Lord of the Philistines came to her and said her, entice him and find out where his strength lies and by what means we may overpower him, that we may bind him to afflict him, and every one of us will give you 1,100 pieces of silver. Now, guys, watch this. Judges chapter 13 told us that Samson was born to be a deliverer for Israelites from the hands of Philistine. But man got a man got to have a dealings with a woman who have a dealings with Philistines. Beware of the snakes because there are some people going to come into your life that you're called to do certain things, but those people will take you away from the calling. Because when you read what is the meaning of sorry, guys, I want you to listen to this. Don't miss this now. Because so many young people in the church are leaving. Nearly 71% of people in our church are so inactive, to be honest. We recently had a conversation with pastors and theologians and researchers. They said, Jeff, you have no idea. Nearly 71% of people of church, Christian churches today, especially Seventh-day Adventist church, they are so inactive. 
And the reason why many of us inactive is because we caught up with certain traumas by having a wrong time with the wrong people. And those memories keeps us with guilt, keeps us with worry, keeps us with fear. And it doesn't make us to move forward to see what God is having for us. And we cannot play games anymore as we used to play games. And here, Samson is telling us, so, teaching us a lesson. Number one, guys, beware of your snakes because there are snakes going to come into your life to simply make you unproductive. If you want to know what is the meaning of Sarek, just go to Hebrew and learn it. It will say it is a fruitless tree. And here it is, Samson, supposed to be a deliverer because of his desire with the woman called Delilah. He moved to another person, uh, to, for another purpose, another calling that was not meant for him. He called to be a deliverer. He called to be a blessing for the people. He called to bring change. He was born to do something great for his community, for his family, who's being abused by the Philistine for all this time. And God made him and said, you know what? Samson is going to be my son. But just after three chapters, you come to 16, Samson have a, an affair with a woman who's trying to steal him from the purpose that he born. Now, the question is, what sort of people that you have in desire with or what sort of lifestyle or a habit that you're holding that actually have an alignment with the calling that you've been born for, the, uh, the purpose that you're born for, and the way that God called you? Check out once in a while. Say, check yourself. Ask yourself, wait a minute. Is this people actually leading me to Christ or distracting me from Christ? Is this a thing that I'm doing right now? Is it helping me to build a great relationship with God or separating me from Christ. And if you look at it, you will know it because remember, self discovery is a first step towards spiritual recovery. No matter how many lessons that you learn, no matter how many sermons that you hear, no matter how many series by the best preachers of the all time that you listen to, you ain't going to have an effect in your life. If you don't know what is your problem is, the doctor to heal you, you must be diagnosed with the sickness that you're having. You can't simply go to the doctor and say, give me this medicine, doctor. Give me that because it seems like it's going to work for me when you don't know what your disease is. And sometimes we bring snakes into our life because of our own desires. Number one, Samson teaching us a lesson. Guys, be very careful who you being with or what you're doing because all things comes into your life not to be a blessing but to bring you a curse. Samson said, Delilah was beautiful and she was amazing with everything that she had. But dealing with these certain snakes will make you to be unproductive. Number two, the Bible says in verse 17 that he told her all his heart and said to her, no razor has ever come upon my head for I've been a Nazareth to God from my mother's womb. If I'm shaven, then my strength will leave me and I shall become weak and be like any other man. What is it teaching us? It's teaching us a lesson that, guys, if you don't know who you're with, if you don't know what sort of friendship circle that you're with, if you don't know what sort of habit that you're carrying yourself, 
guess what is going to happen is not only going to make you unproductive secondly those snakes will make you to tell the secrets that God set in your life. And guess what, church? There are many amazing young Christian people. There are many amazing adults in the church who's been effective for God and for his ministry have destroyed themselves because they share their secret with wrong people in a wrong place. And there they sat there and cried for years and years after family being destroyed, after being separated, after getting all the losses in their life. You can just go in and ask testimonies after testimonies, and they will tell you the problem that happened in my life. I said certain things which I shouldn't say to certain people. I dealt with certain people which I shouldn't be doing. And what was the result? <laughs> is what I had as the blessing is being taken away from me. God called Samson to be a deliverer. God called you to be doing his purpose. But because of certain things that we do and the circle that we are with is not only going to be unproductive, it's also going to make us to lose the blessing that God gave us. Samson had a blessing, which is the strength, but telling his secret to the wrong person that he thought is going to be everything it became nothing, and she was a no thing, and it got lost his blessing. Number three, number three. In verse 20, the Bible says, and she said, the Philistines are upon you, Samson. So he awoke from his sleep and said, I will go out as before at other times, and shake myself free, but he did not know that the Lord had departed from him. Now hear what I want to say. We're talking about snakes, and yeah, we laughed at it, but guess what? It is deeper because the enemy will do anything to break you, your faith that you have in God. Can I tell you something? Just watch it. The great, amazing people who left the church, the great, amazing people who struggling in their faith in Christ are the people used to be so amazing in the church before. They used to be the people who were fired up for Jesus. These are the people who used to share testimonies. These are the people who said, okay, it's time for ministry. I will get and I'll do it. Why? Because the devil were after them 24-7. Guys, guess what? I want to tell you something. The, the enemy are, let me say it, the, the thieves won't rob an empty house. The thieves won't rob an empty house. Imagine that if you are, if, if a robber wants to, like if a thieves wants to rob a house, it must have something precious in that house. So the thieves can say, you know what? Tonight, we're just getting into that house. We're going to take everything in that house. But you're not realizing God said and said certain amazing blessings and spiritual gift in each and individual of our church members and the devil knows it that if these people start building their relationship with God more and more the church will be affected and the three angels message will be passed on and they're going to be a great revival and reform in the character and the devil knows everything so what should I do when the fallen angel asked the master Lucifer the devil said go and test the weakness and make them to fall into it by sending some snakes. And we have certain people, great people fallen because of the snakes. It's not only made them unproductive, 
It's not only, I'm so sorry, it's not only making us unproductive. It's not only making us to lose the blessing. It is also making us to break the relationship with God. When I was looking into the commentary and I said, God, how can you leave Samson? Because you said that you are the God who never leaves nor forsake. You're with us for 24 7. Psalms, 21, Psalms 121 says, The Lord watches us day and night. So he's supposed to be with us. How come that he departed me? And he tells me, said in commentaries, he said, It is not that God is leaving us. We are throwing God away and said, God, you know what? Don't follow me tonight because I'm going with somebody. God, you're not coming to this place because I'm going to be in somewhere doing certain business because it is of my personal Lord. Don't come here. I'm just paying you the tithe. I'm coming to the Zoom meeting. I'm attending the church services. That is enough for you. But guess, guess what? Part-time Christians cannot defeat the full-time devil anymore. You cannot say, I'm going to pray from uh, 9.30 to 9 33.2 second, and I'm just going to be all right. When the devil is after us 24-7, and he's sending some snakes into your life, and that snake is not only making you unproductive, that snake is not only taking the blessing away from you, that snake is a matter of fact, breaking the relationship with God. How? The snake that you thought was everything, that you will place him first and tell God, step down and leave my house. The God that built your life, the God who set the great path for you, the God has created everything amazing about you. And you tell him because you want to carry on certain character. You want to carry on certain ungodly habit. There are certain ungodly people that you want to be with. And God said, this is what you're doing. You're throwing me away to have and this. You know, God never tells us to throw something away. He tells us to throw something away simply because he knows that it's not only going to separate him, separate the person from God, but it's also going to kill them because the Bible says the devil has come down to kill and to steal. Now coming to the conclusion. And you see Samson with all that he had. In verse 22, the Bible says, However, the hair of his head began to grow again after it had been shaven. You know, when I was a child, when I was listening to the, uh, Samson's story, I thought, boy, Samson's strength was on hair. He had amazing hair. Man doesn't need castor oil. Man doesn't need coconut oil. It was, it was natural. He got an amazing hair that he knows that his strength was on him. When he walks, even the woman said, girl, I wish I had that man's hair. Usually man says, I wish that I had this gold skin, which is so amazing on his hair. But girls were so jealous of this Samson's hair because he was so beautiful. I see some sisters that are laughing behind the screen and the cameras off. May God bless you, sis. I hope you're having a wonderful hair. And what I'm trying to say is that, that Samson thought, and we all, as we read the story, we thought Samson's strength was on hair. And if it was, his hair started to grow. That means he should have at least a little bit strength. But it didn't. Because they made him blind and to grind certain things. And, and he was just being mocked. And that's what the devil does. 
Guys, have you ever been in a situation when the devil, I'm sorry, scratch it, when the snake have done with you, it puts you in a miserable places. When you carried certain addictions, when you certain ca carried you, and you fell for the temptations that the snake has brought into your life, that you be in the most miserable place. And that's what the very plan of the devil. First, the devil will fascinate you. Then he eliminates you. He brings you certain things that makes you so look good and great. And you say, wow, that is amazing, man. Look, I'm attractive. I'm great. The way that person is talking about me is great. And you know, the, 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 the lifestyle that I'm living right now, I'm rolling with money. I got flashy shoes. I got flashy cars. And because of this materialism, I started to get more likes on my Instagram. And Snapchat is filled with certain people. And I'm, I'm growing. I'm becoming my fame is on high. But there's going to come a time. You'll be in a miserable place. Once the devil has done with you with what he wants. Um, I don't know whether I shared this testimony, but I will share this though. There's so much things happened when I was in Malaysia. Uh, we, uh, we had one of the ministries, which is like to go to certain houses and build uh, no, sorry, paint the houses and just give them certain food for them to feel being blessed, you know, so the community will grow. So we started this something called uh, not only feeding program, but also build buildings for the, for the people who can have good roof and not good paints in the house. And so when we start doing it and this individual person used to be the mother was a Christian, but the son was a Hindu and he was having his life and he became a drug lord. He had fame. Guys, when I'm saying he was showing me the car that he was driving and the shoes that he had, Pastor, and he had a tattoos and everything. He said, Pastor, I lived the life that everyone bowed down and worshipped me. That's how I lived. And I was just 20 years old, Pastor. I could have buy a BMW on myself. I don't need anyone's help. I don't need a loan. That's a life that I was living. There was a time I went to uh, drop certain drugs in certain communities. I had an accident which I shouldn't be having. And when I had an accident, all the people that I thought they care for me, love me, left me. If you want to find the real friends, just wait until you fail. You will know who's actually standing by your side. He said, Pastor, I didn't have anybody. I had a nurse came down and she just left a Tamil Bible. And pastor, I don't even know how to read it because I'm Malaysian. And I, I, I raised a, a reading and learning Malaysian language, but not Tamil, so I don't know, pastor. English ain't got no clue. But while I was there, every day she taught me something from the Bible. And I went back to my mom and said, Mom, I want to be a Christian. She cried. She said, uh, she said her name and said, son, you have no idea how much I've been praying for you. Whenever you go out selling drugs, whenever you're doing some mischief thing in the community, I was there in my house praying for you. I'm glad that you're coming now. Said, mom, I'm coming, but I'm scared of my friends. Said, take it to the Lord. 
Son, just take it to the Lord. Don't worry about them. Just take it to the Lord and keep going to the church and, and, and just, just keep praying and see what's happened. And one day his friends called him and said, man, you know what happened to the friends who's supposed to be that you're meeting them with and do the dealings again since you come out of the hospital? Guess what is going to happen? They are in prison. They just caught by the police. So you be safe. And he said, mom, I can imagine that I thought I'm going back into the same old life, but God has a way of turning me out. And those friends are not coming to me anymore because they're stuck in the place for seven years. And mom, I'm going to start doing something. Mom, thank God for God. Thank God for his salvation. Thank God that he saved me. And he became one of our church youth leader in Adventism. The drug lord, the mischief person, the one that he thought that he had done with his life. You see, the strength of Samson was not on his head. The strength of the Samson was on God. That when he didn't have a hair, the most beautiful that you can, uh, castor oil can do that effect, when God can do that effect, that hair wasn't the secret of his strength, but the secret of his strength was in God. Today, I'm asking you, Find out where is your strength is because so many of you are thinking the strength, it comes from your ability of the gift that you're born with. No, no, sir. No, sister. That the gift that you have is from God. If God has taken it out from you and if he puts you and trust me, you and me will be nobody in this earth. And today I'm telling you, the church that we feel so miserable, in the church that we feel like, why the church is not doing something, why I can't be effective, start checking on your people, start checking on your habit, what sort of snake is starting to roll around you, because the snake is going to make you unproductive in the church, the snake is going to make you unproductive in the community, the snake not only makes you fruitless person, but it's also going to make you to lose the blessing that God has blessed you with, and number two, it will break the relationship with God. Finally, Samson was there. Man had no choice than to understand in his last moment. The best thing to do is call upon the Lord. He said, God, I'm blind and I'm weak. Lord, just give me one chance. Just give me one chance, dear God. Just give me one last chance. And he completed the purpose that he born for. Today I'm asking you, how many of you sitting, I don't know whether you listen to my sermon, my brothers and my sisters, <laughs> that you're born with a purpose and a calling. And the devil is after you sending snakes after snakes. Those ungodly habits, those ungodly people, he's taking your life away. And you just fed up fighting and you want to come to church and church seems like boring. It's because you're keeping snake on your body, snake on your mind, snake on your soul. It's time for you to get rid of the snake in Jesus name. I was working with the young people on summer camp on pandemic. I was uh, sorry, not summer camp, summer series. There was not, there, there was only about three Adventist young people. But rest, 57 young people were non-Adventist young people. When I say non-Adventist, it's not just remnant. It's not just, it's, it's just the people. Gibson Charles is here. Gibson Charles used to come to my meetings. And this guy comes from, uh, I believe he comes from Caribbean Island. He actually came 
to our meeting, he said, Pastor, what's happening in here? Because we had Muslims coming in. We had agnostics coming in. We had atheists coming in. And we had Hindu young people coming in. And guess what? They feared our God so good. The problem that we have is not because we are Seventh-day Adventists, because we are one-day Seventh-day Adventists. We want to be one-day Sabbath keeper. And the rest of the six days, we want to live a life which is worldly and Egyptians and Babylonians. When are we going to check the snakes that we are holding on to? I'm going to pray if there is anyone who've been listening. Guys, I'm so sorry if I'm just saying this again. I don't know. You turned off the camera. I don't know what you're doing. But if you're the person that's been listening to the sermon and you're serious about your family, you're serious about your marriage, you're serious about your children, you're serious about your own spiritual life, I'm asking you to get ready for prayer because I'm going to pray. Because I ain't got no time to play games with this ministry anymore. I thought this ministry is great, like being an Adventist pastor, pastor son, I'm carrying some generation blessings, but it's not. When God puts me into ministry, I realize this is something serious because the messed up person that I am, God used my message as an inspiration. I just have to start being faithful. And it's time for me to pray for is here. Is there anybody said, pray for me because I need it. Guys, if you're on YouTube, just type and say, pray for me. If you're on YouTube, I know you'll be on the phone. You'll be listening to the sermon and you're, you're watching something on Instagram newsfeed or something. Just put it away and it's time to pray. If there is anyone said, I want prayer, just pray for me. I'm not going to tell you the detail, Pastor. Just pray for me. If there is anyone, I'm serious. I'm going to see right now. Have you heard the sermon or not? I want you to put it on the chat and say, or as just puts a thumbs up, a sign on, on, on your Zoom chat, and I'm going to pray. If there is anyone who said, pray for me, I'm asking you to put, get ready. I'm going to pray. It's not time to play games anymore. If you've been working with the snakes for too long and it's time for you to give up those snakes and start saying, God, I want you to take my life. I want you to take control of my life. I don't want to be in the devil's hand anymore. I want to start being in your hand because being with you in your presence is the greatest thing that I can ever have. Lord, I'm tired. I'm worn out by trying to explain to my parents, explain to the church pastor explain to the elders not the pastor Melky I'm talking about there's somebody pastors that your church that you comes from that you said I'm tired I'm worn out and God said don't you realize behold I stand at the door and knocking you're keeping somebody inside you're carrying a habit inside and you shut the door and God cannot come in he said, I'm knocking at your door. Dear Father in heaven, I'm praying for these amazing people who puts their thumbs up. That's a thumbs up, Lord. That's a sign of victory, I believe, in Jesus' name. I pray for these people, amazing individuals, who's your children, that you called them to do your purpose. But because of those snakes that made them unproductive, because of the snakes that made them to lose the blessing. 
They didn't even realize that they're being unproductive. They were losing their blessing and they were losing the relationship with God. But Lord, I'm asking you today in the name of Jesus of Nazareth, Lord, deliver them from evil. I pray, Lord, today that you empower them, dear God, that I pray that you actually take care of their needs. I pray that you take them away from the misery and to make their message of miseries to be the ministry, Lord. I pray, Lord, today, I pray all the young people and the others who are going through test after test that is actually causing them with tears and traumas. Lord, I pray, let that test become the testimony today, Lord. It is not about the materialism that we're holding. It is not about the fame the name that we are holding, but it is in Jesus Christ that we find our true strength, God, because it's coming to the end of this age. And we know that your coming is very soon. And we cannot play games as usual. So Lord, I'm asking you today for the people who put their thumbs up and said, pray for us. Lord, I'm praying for the individual ones. If they're going through family crisis, I pray that you be the head of the house bless their house with joy and peace that no materialism can give and no materialism person can take it away. No devil in hell will take it away. I pray in the name of Jesus, Lord, that you be the head of the house, that the children will be flourished, that the uh, husband and wives will have peace and joy and respect to each other. Lord, I'm praying for them that they those put the thumbs up and they're struggling with addictions. If there is any addictions in them that causing them to lose their faith in you, in the name of Jesus, I pray, give them full deliverance from the lust. Give them full deliverance from pride. Give them full deliverance from selfishness. I pray, Lord, today their life will be renewed in Jesus. And I'm praying for someone that they have broken heart. Lord, your word said, the broken heart and contrite spirit, these, O oh Lord, that you do not forsake. So I pray for those people who are broken hearted because of abusive relationship, or parents struggling, and, and, and they see the financial crisis, and they see constant failures in their life, I pray in the name of Jesus, strengthen them today. Let them have courage. Let them say to themselves, hey, listen, don't worry, stand still and don't be discouraged and see the salvation. The Egyptians that they have seen today will never see them again in their life. So Lord, I pray, let there be a revival. I pray, let there be a reformation in the character and in the minds of God. Bless us, dear God, in this Sabbath day that we will truly, truly worship you. In Jesus' mighty name I pray, amen. I've wandered far away from God, now I'm coming home. The paths of sin too long I've trod, now I'm coming home. Thank you, Pastor Jefferson, for that sermon today. I'm sure all of us can take something away from it. Um, let us all take that decision to remove the snakes that have bitten us with the venom of sin and to um, take that decision to not only remove them but to renounce from our evil ways and our ungodly habits so that we can live a life that will bring glory and honor to Christ. Um, thank you once again, Pastor Jefferson. And as we just reflect on what has been spoken today, we will be listening to a meditational song.
As we close the service, I request Joel to offer the closing prayer. Okay, happy Sabbath, everyone. Hopefully everyone um, can hear and see me. Um, I'd like to invite you all to bow your heads with me as we pray to close this program. Our kind, loving Father in heaven, we want to thank you for bringing us to another day and through another week, because um, we know that so many people may not have made it through this week. I want to thank you for your protection and for all the blessings that you constantly give us, most importantly, the blessing of life. We thank you for this church fellowship that we've been able to have today, even though we're not physically together, um, that we're able to praise you and worship together um, as a church family. We thank you for the Sabbath day, a day where we can put all our worries aside and we can spend time with family, but more importantly, spend time with you, learning about you, talking with you and building our relationship with you. I want to thank you for Pastor Jefferson today, who has shared such a powerful message that's so relevant to today. And I know that everyone has taken something different, and I know I especially have. Because, Lord, we know that you have a plan for us and that we all have a purpose and that we've been put on this earth and you've created us for a reason. But, Lord, the world is evil and we know that the devil doesn't want us to follow the plan that you have for us. So I pray that as youth and as people and as children of the kingdom, that we never let the expectations of this world stop us from being who you have called us to be. Once again, Lord, I want to thank you for everything that you've done for us, that you've done for me. And I'm sure you've done many things for all the people that are here tonight. And I pray that as we go throughout the rest of this day and the rest of this week and into the Sabbath, that we can continue to build our relationship with you and learn more about the plan that you have for us and that you'll lead us on that every day. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Thank you everyone for being part of our worship service today. Um, I pray that all of you were blessed and spiritually enriched and that you learned something from the sermon that was shared today. Um, I hope all of you will have a restful night and that you will join us tomorrow also for our um, church service, um, bright and early for Sabbath school and also for the youth. Please don't forget to join us for Inverse starting at 10.15. Thank you also to all the participants for today. Um, Shriya, Malungo, Joel, um, Pastor Jefferson, of course. And I think that is everyone. Thank you all for being so willing and for allowing God to use you. Happy Sabbath and may God bless all of you. <laughs>